Welcome to Might in Motion, where we help you navigate your personal and professional goals to manifest them into your deserved career and life path. Here at Might in Motion, we don't make excuses. We do the work and go above and beyond. The Might in Motion podcast brings you guests that will help stretch you out of your comfort zone and push you to improve your goals. Like, comment, and share. This is Might in Motion. Tonight's I get to welcome back Carly Olson, Fad Fee Nutrition Coach, Certified PN1 Nutritionist. I am so happy, Carly, to have you back with us on Might in Motion. Welcome. I'm super excited to be back. I love this show. Thank you so much. You know, last time we talked a lot about holistically looking at our health and how do you find kind of just different tips and tricks and things like that. Um, and today we were going to talk a little bit about habit stacking. Yes. What does yes. that mean? Habit stacking is a concept that I absolutely love. There's an author named James Clear. He's on a slide that you have so people can see the cover of the book, but he wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And in that book, he describes the concept. There it is now. He talks about the concept of habit stacking. And what it really means is when you are trying to develop a new habit, you literally stack it on top of a habit, on top of a routine that you already have, and it makes it a million times easier to develop new habits, especially when you are a business professional, when you have a busy career, when you have a crazy family life, when you're an entrepreneur, you just don't have time. And that is something that I find a lot of kind of the go-to the go-to excuse, the go-to explanation, the go-to justification by a lot of my nutrition and my fitness clients is, I'm just so busy, I don't have time. So it really is, it is difficult to develop new habits when you just have a lot of constraints on your time, when you have a lot of different focuses. And habit stacking is a topic or a technique that I use with my clients that is also pertainable to entrepreneurship and business and in your career. If you really want to level up and add something into your life, but you're not really sure where it fits, habit stacking is a really great technique to do that. So maybe with like a new client, can you give us an example of what that might mean for them initially, if you're just starting out trying to figure out what habit would I stack with what? Okay. So yeah, absolutely. So the biggest, really, the biggest thing that my clients struggle with is meal prepping. A -hmm. lot of people really struggle to break out of the habit, habit of ordering DoorDash or ordering takeout or planning their meals in advance. Because really the way that I teach nutrition is not to demonize foods. There's no good foods, bad foods. There's more nutritious foods, less nutritious foods. We're all adults. You know what is good for you, what is not so good for you. So I don't preach that at my clients. But what I tell them is you need to plan in advance so you can make choices that provide balance for your nutrition. And what a lot of people struggle with is that planning in advance, they really struggle to make that a habit. They struggle to meal prep. They struggle to have proteins, carbs, and fats on hands. They struggle to 
know how many days in a week they're going to have to have their meals prepared. So they struggle with grocery shopping, just kind of all of this. When you're first starting out, choosing better nutrition for your life, all of that is so daunting. So it really is about, okay, what do you already do during the day? Let's say Mm -hmm. at night, we're planning for the night before. As you are cooking dinner for your family, can you make twice as much and portion it out to the side to prepare your meals for the next day. As something is in the oven, can you start pre-washing your fruits and vegetables and cutting them up and putting them in containers? Because you already have to wait for 30 minutes. Can you do something else and put them in the fridge for the week so that you they're easy to grab and go? Um, while your dishwasher is running or while you're doing the dishes, can you throw something in the oven? Can you throw egg white muffins in the oven for the Mm -hmm. next day? They take 12 minutes to cook. Can you do that while you're doing the dishes? And by the time you're done doing the dishes, you could take them out and pop them in a container for the next day. It's all about doing something, taking something that they already do every single day and adding those kind of new little things on top of it. So it almost acts like a trigger for you to do that. Right. And then because you've done it on repeat, then it starts becoming that ingrained habit, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like a lot of things too. I mean, I I do do like fitness coaching as well, mainly nutrition. But like if I were to walk my clients through a workout routine and it's them just struggling to like, it's just so hard for me to get up 30 minutes earlier in the morning to get on my Peloton. I just can't seem to do it. I'm fumbling around in the dark. My husband doesn't like the light on when I'm looking for my clothes. And it's okay. Every single night as you're brushing your teeth, walk around your room and pull your workout clothes out of the drawer and put them on your bathroom counter. And then when you wake up in the morning, they're already there. You just run and you jump on the Peloton. Or if you watch your news in the morning, that's something every single morning. I know a lot of people that wake up and they spend the first half hour watching a morning show or watching the news while they sip their coffee. Maybe that's when you exercise or when you stretch or when you just kind of do something that's good for your body. All of these things is just about thinking about something. What do you do every single day and what can you use that as a trigger? Right. And I love the the example about clothes because that's something that I, I started doing when I was a kid because I wanted to sleep in an extra 15 minutes. Like, so I would always have my school clothes out and ready to go because I knew I could then sleep. Don't have to, don't have to set my alarm 15 minutes earlier to figure out what I'm going to wear. Right. And now it's become, it's such so ingrained that I, I do exactly what you say. Like I've, I literally have everything laid out for the next morning And now I'm getting up earlier, but I'm getting up earlier to actually habit stack neck stretches with my meditation. So like every morning I have to lay on this thing and I stretch my neck because I'm trying to get a curve, whatever, right? Like it's all the the chiropractor thing, right? And and I used to just lay there or I'd lay there and try to hold up my phone and read, which is awful for your neck and your arms. Now I'm like, wait a minute, I could use that 15 minutes to listen to a morning meditation. Yeah. And just be still with the sound, if it's just a sound meditation or with the words. And, you know, I didn't even really realize I was creating that stack until you started talking just now. Yeah. And that's what James talks about a lot in his book, too, is about adding when you build a habit, like it takes time. If you think Mm -hmm. about 
the habits that you already have, whether they're good or bad, you've most likely been doing them for months, years, if not decades. Like Mm -hmm. you you may not even remember how they started, but you've gotten in the habit of doing things, even as far as like, like what shoe you put on first in the morning. That's a habit right foot all the way. But every time time you do anything that is just kind of like, like you don't think about it, that is like a habit that you've developed. So when you are thinking about developing a new habit, especially when it's something so kind of, a lot of people tend to jump into like extremes with nutrition Mm -hmm. and fitness which I try to work with my clients to not approach it that way. But that's the mindset that a lot of people think that they need to have. And you can't build habits with extremes. Like you can't completely overturn your life. You can, but it takes a really special type of person and a type of mindset to do things like that. So rather than do that, James in his book talks about how when you're habit stacking, you're adding those things in, and even if it's five minute increments, 10 minute increments, if you're adding in, if you eventually want to get to a point where let's just say you're eating vegetables at every single meal, like that's just like your goal for the new year. You want to eat vegetables at every single meal. If you just like make a huge crock of vegetables and like put it in your fridge and say, okay, I'm eating chicken and vegetables every single day. That's all I'm eating. I'm going to start tomorrow. Chicken and vegetables, five meals a day. Let's go. You're most likely not going to stick to that very long. But if you like start off by saying, okay, I'm going to have like lettuce and tomato and onion on my sandwich every day instead Mm -hmm. of like beef and cheese and you add vegetables into that and okay, For my side at dinner, I'm going to have a half of a baked potato instead of a whole baked potato, and I'll add some vegetables in to fill my plate. It's about adding like little tiny things in and little tiny increments, starting one meal at a time, one day at a time, and eventually you build up to it's mindless. You're not even thinking about it. You know, as you're building your plate at dinner, like, okay, protein, starch, vegetable, you put it on your plate, you don't even think about it anymore. When for some people, if you have not done that ever in your life, that's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. So it's about thinking about where you are. Like what, what are you doing right now? How big is the habit you want to build? If you want to start getting into an hour workout routine every day, maybe 10, 15 minute neck stretches or yoga when you first wake up in the morning, that can be a significant step for a lot of people to just start that. Right. right. Or even, you know, for me, when I first started, it was walking, right? I just wanted to be able to walk the neighborhood, which seems so small, but that was a time commitment. That was, you know, and so I I grouped that, and it may not really necessarily be a habit stack, but I grouped it with like with listening to an audiobook or listening to a podcast, things that I always wanted to be able to find time to do, but there was no time to do it. Yeah. Right. So created putting two things together where I'm mentally I'm learning something, but physically I'm doing something. And that's like almost like a reward system too. Yes. That's another aspect of this concept too, is it's the same. I hate using this example because it's almost like demeaning in a way, but it's almost like if you're training a dog or if you're training a pet, it's like you need to give them a reward. We're no different. And it may not be like, 
oh, I went to the gym, I get a piece of chocolate now. Like it doesn't have to be that kind of right. reward. But if you are focused on how you feel when you accomplish certain things, mine, and James mentioned this in his book, and I was like, oh my gosh, I do this. I have my to-do list sitting uh-huh. next to me on my desk and I literally draw like check boxes next to yeah. every single thing on my item. And my reward is when I finish a task, I get to check. Yes. And that is so, that is such satisfaction to me. I don't I'm, know I literally, other people do that. No, I'm rewriting my to-do list. <laughs> so they're all blank right now because I get to a point where I have so many lists, but I'm the same way. And I have a big, big X. I put through it when yeah, it's done. It's for some people, it's crossing it out. I know people that highlight, but it's mm-hmm. just, of like it doesn't have to be significant but it's just like this little act of like you kind of know what makes you feel good and you know like even when you don't want to walk you know when you come in and you got those endorphins going and you're ready to start your day if you wake up the next day and you don't go for a walk you feel like crap when you are trying to get up and like start your day there's a noticeable difference so it really the last time you and I talked, we talked about discipline a lot, but it takes kind of discipline and self-awareness to really understand how do you feel when you're doing good habits versus bad habits? Right. And when you know what that reward feeling is, or you know what you get out of it when you have good habits, how can you start correcting a bad habit by attaching it and stacking it to a good habit you already mm-hmm. have? If you're sluggish and you're feeling tired all the time and you're irritable and you feel like overweight and blah and you want to get your nutrition in check, what are you already doing in your life that makes you feel good that you can start stacking even 5, 10, 15 minutes a day or small little tasks like making a checkbox? How can you stack those onto the good habits so that you kind of trick yourself into it being one? It's almost like gamifying your life. I love how there's so many apps out there that you can even track your food or your protein, your this or that, you know, even like your, your tasks, like, Hey, I want to, I want to meditate or I want to do this. And you check a box and you can start seeing a trend on, Hey, did I, did I beat yesterday? Or yeah. you know, did I do better this week than last week on how much water I was drinking or how much time I spent doing, you know, whatever. I think when you figure out a way, cause there's a ton of apps out there that can do it, or it could be literally as simple as what you and I do. With, with our notebook. Yeah. You're basically gamifying your life. For sure. And that's what, I mean, it's about accountability too. Mm-hmm. And it's about having that like physical, like you were saying, demonstration of accountability. And that's why people pay for like nutrition coaches. I was just, I did a workshop yesterday and I was talking about this with one of the attendees of the workshop. And I was just saying, I mean, I just said it here too. Like, you know what, healthy foods are and not so healthy foods are you know that movement is good and sedentary is bad you know these things but yet people still don't do them so Mm -hmm. you almost have to create that that game or that sense of structure or that accountability yourself because as human beings we're always going to choose the easy way out especially when it's ourselves especially when no one else is relying on us we're going to see that easy way and we're going to sneak around it But whether it's checking off a box, I think that's why, too, I know that you've talked on here a lot about doing 75 hard. Mm -hmm. I I was doing it and actually paid to use the app 
because of the checkboxes and you knew if you didn't check them, the app would like shut down and start you over. And I would be like, oh no, I don't want that to happen. I need to do my circle for the day. And I have Andy Frisella looking at me mad. I just can't have it. sending you that like threatening message that pops up. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want that. Like no one else would ever know. But for me, that was enough of knowing like, Andy Frisella is going to yell at me in this pop-up if I don't check the circle. And that was just enough. So that's kind of like, it's almost like a, a pun, even a punishment and reward system you have to Mm -hmm. kind of build with yourself. But I mean, hiring, I skipped my point before, but like hiring a coach too is one of those things that you don't, you can look up any resource about fitness or nutrition you can possibly need on the internet and it's free but you are paying for someone to guide you and hold you accountable and help you build those habits. That's what a coach is for, whether it's in business or nutrition or athletics, you pay for a coach to give you steps and hold you accountable. And that's really, that makes the biggest difference sometimes, no matter what aspect of your life it is. So um, I'm going to pull up the slide again, because I just want to make sure there's not anything. Um, so we talked about rewards, right? And some of that's just checking the box. Making new habits as easy as possible. Don't rush them. Yes. And that's what that's what I was kind of touching on before is the bad, any bad habits that you feel that you've had now or good ones, they took they did not happen overnight. And if you, like I was saying, if you have this like grandiose goal of um, like even starting a business or building a new team or coming out with a new product or becoming a champion bodybuilder, like whatever your goal is, if you have this grandiose goal that that is your goal and you are like, okay, I need to build habits. I need to build a routine. I need to start taking action. You know that you are not going to get there in mm-hmm. in a day, in a week, in a month, even in a year, a lot of the times. And I think that that's really important when you are trying to develop new habits and you're trying to stack them is to really approach it in a way where maybe going back, I keep going back to the next stretching example, but like if you want to start like going into a really, really heavy lifting routine or you want to start CrossFit or you want to do something very physically demanding, you don't show up at the gym with a full workout and all of your supplements and go ham, egg and cheese trying to get it done. You're going to start with like a much more moderate routine. Maybe it's the 15 minutes of stretching and then it's a half hour of cardio. And then you go to the gym and you do a 45 minute workout and then you start adding cardio onto the end of it. But it's all about, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you think that you can overturn your life right immediately, you have to take the time to build habits. You have to make them really small and you have to make them easy for yourself. Otherwise you're not going to stick to it. Unless you are hiring someone, you're hiring a coach to follow you around and smack things out of your hand or yell at you every time you do something wrong, you're always going to find the easy way out. It's the human way. Sometimes I think it's beneficial to to really evaluate uh, your time. So I've known people that will, let's say, take a week. And during that week, they they literally write down, okay, at this time, I I woke up at at, at 7 o'clock. 
And then I did this and then I did that. And then, you know, I cleaned the kitchen and then I did this and then, oh, the kid asked for a snack. So I had to clean the kitchen again. And you're like, you, you literally write down what you do so that you can go back and evaluate. Am I, you know, if I say, Hey, my mission is just kind of take it away from, from health and fitness. But if my mission is I want to have a clean kitchen, right? You may not realize that you're cleaning the kitchen 75 times in one day mm-hmm. because you know, you've got five kids or, you know, whatever you're in, in like, you realize, Hey, what I have in my mind is what my goal of my goal of something that's like pristine out of the pages of a magazine da, 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 may yeah. not actually be reality. And so being able to, to see where your time is being spent will also help you identify is that goal. Keep clean. Maybe that's not the right goal to have, it might help you identify that, wait, you know, you know what I really want? I just want some a space where I can be at peace. Okay, great. How do I identify this is my space where it can be at the level I want it to be so I can go there for 15 minutes a day and be in peace in my space? Mm-hmm. If that, I don't know if that makes sense. But even like getting up every day, right? Some people, oh, I'm going to start getting up at four in the morning. Well, if you go from waking up at seven and you're trying to wake up at four every day, it, it's not going to work. Yeah. But if you can now go from seven to 645 and do that for a period of time, that's a win. And then 6.45 to 6.30, that's another win, right? It's important to like have that meaning behind it too. Because the points I want to make with that is like my clients come to me all the time and they'll be like, I want to try intermittent intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, why? Why? Well, mm-hmm. because that, that helps with weight loss, right? Like that's the best way to lose weight. Okay, who told you that? Where'd you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's just what everyone's saying. So I want to try that. Okay what is your goal and Mm -hmm. what is your timeline and where are you at now? And let's talk about if that's the right thing for you. Yeah. Um, And I do an exercise with my clients a lot of the time when they're like, when they come to me, first thing, obviously I ask before I start working with them is like, what is your end goal? What do you want? What am I helping you with? And so many times people, you don't really even know. People don't know. They're just like, I want to lose weight. How much weight? 50 pounds. Okay, by when? Two months. Okay, no. <laughs> right. So let's back this up. What do you want? And I do an exercise and it's called the five whys. And uh-huh. it's a common, I think it was developed as a marketing technique in business, like how to develop a, a branding for a product. Mm-hmm. But I use it on my nutrition clients. And it's essentially going five levels deep into your why so that you could determine actually what you want. And mm-hmm. I just my marketing clients, I use this with my nutrition clients, but I will say, okay, what do you, what is your ultimate goal? I want to lose weight. Why? Because I want to look better in a bathing suit this summer. Why? Because I've never felt like I look good in a bathing suit. Why? Because my brother always used to bully me at the beach when we were little and I never felt confident. Why? oh, I don't really know. I just never got along with my brother and I want to prove to him I can do something. Okay, so the reason that you want to lose weight is because you have a weird, you have or been fighting with your brother and you've been bullied and you want to prove that you can do something that your family thinks you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I guess so. Okay, so that's what we're going to hold on to. And that is what is on the hard days when things are really hard, when you feel yourself reverting back to old habits, when these new habits seem like they're not worth it. I want you to think about your family is telling you that you can't do something and this is your end goal. 
Yeah. And that why is way stronger than I just want to lose weight or I just want to get healthy or I want to wake up early. Why do you want to wake up early? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be more successful in business? Do you want to start a workout routine? What is your true why? Because that is what is going to help you really solidify your habits and streamline what you are trying to work towards. I love it. What has been something that you've done um, personally that has been like a really great um, habit that you've stacked and maybe the reward that you gave yourself when you accomplished that goal? Honestly, it was probably just I last year I started reading and I started it before I started 75 hard, 75 mm-hmm. hard kind of like solidified it for me. And it's something that I still do now. And it really is just the act of like keeping my brain thinking, because I feel like we don't really realize when you get into a routine before I started my companies last year, like I was in corporate marketing for 12, 13 years, like as my day job, mm-hmm. I've been doing nutrition for almost a decade next to that but I was in the corporate world eight to five every day and you kind of don't realize how your brain just stops thinking for itself it stops developing and I was just like I never really thought about it because I was bodybuilding I was coaching I would go to work eight to five my brain would be reeling I'd come home I'd veg out on the couch I just like no one talked to me I need to like wind down and it just like never occurred to me until I started reading again, just 10 minutes a day. And my routine is usually around this time I'm in Texas. So 4:30, Texas is broke right now and it's very cold, but <laughs> when it's not an ice apocalypse in Texas, I will. Is like the second time year that in a row that y'all have had? Yeah. We're, we're having some problems out here. They need yeah. to get together. <laughs> I'll go out on my balcony and I'll literally just 15 minutes. I'll just Mm -hmm. read. And I replaced kind of like my Netflix wind down with my reading wind down. And I know a lot of people like to read in the morning when they first wake up for me, I'm not a morning person. It takes me like till 10 AM before I can even speak to another human. Like none of my meetings are before 10. I'm just like, (laughs) Nope, I need 10 cups of coffee before this. But I'll go outside and I'll sit on the porch and I'll be in nature and I will read for 15 minutes and then I will close my book and I'll come inside. And it's just kind of this like reset. And I've been, it's been helping with my sleep. It's been helping me just kind of like wind down at the end of the day where I'm not focusing on work right up until I go to bed. And that has really been like a habit that I've gone into. So where now if I'm like traveling, like next week, I'm going to be out of state all week at work. Or if I have an event, if I have to go out to dinner, if I have something going on and I don't get to read, like I feel weird and I don't like yeah. it. I don't like that feeling. It's become such a habit where it's just kind of like my mental like relaxing at night. It's crazy because some people haven't picked up a book since high school or you know, maybe college if they went to college. That was me. That honestly was yeah. me. I had not just read since probably since I got my master's degree wow. like a decade ago. And I just started reading last year and I was like, and now I have like books overflowing out of my bookcase. I don't like have enough room for all my books yeah. and I love it. I'm just like recommending all these things. I mean, here I read Atomic Habits last year and I was like, wait, I already do this. This is a thing. Yeah, you're already ahead of the game, you know? 
That's what makes it amazing. What I think about, what well, love about books too is there are some that I will keep. I'm looking at my bookshelf because I've we've got I've got a, a wall of books over here, and so I go through what I read. I actually I keep everyone I read for the. This is what I did last year. Every single book I read, which was a ton because I was going through the whole live hard and and all that, right? So read a ton of books, and then at the end of the year, I basically took inventory of them and said, okay, which one of these would I want to read again? Yeah. Right. And so for me, that was the Alchemist. Um, that was, um, um, the four agreements and I know I'll read both of them. again. I've read them both twice, two or three times already. I'm going to read those again this year. And, oh, I want to keep these other ones just, just cause, and then the rest I either gift and I'm like, here, you take this one, you take that one or, you know, whatever, because then I feel like I'm giving that to somebody else. Yeah. Collecting dust on my shelf. But I also like am hopefully passing on some knowledge or tidbit that I got from that book to other people, which it is always a fun thing to do. So if you're running out of space, feel free to pack up a box and send it my way. <laughs> yeah. or, or like give it to a friend, right? Like give it to a neighbor. And yeah, and there's those book boxes. I don't know if you all have that in Texas. Yeah. But here in Georgia, there's little book nooks and yeah, um, just a great opportunity. And I think you're absolutely right. Reading and reading a variety of things really like helps so much because you start thinking about other things in a different way. And it's about doing things to that make you feel good. I think a lot of the times people are so focused on habits need to increase productivity, like habits need to generate like progress and growth and like you get more done for your business, you get more done for your finances. Right. Sometimes like the best habits that you can develop are for your body and for your mind and just for yeah. like your overall well-being. And if you attach those, if that's really hard for you, I know a lot of people, I have a nutrition client right now. We were talking about this the other day, how hard it is for us to do things like for ourselves, especially okay. if you're someone who's used to taking care of other people or you're a mm-hmm. parent or you're a spouse and you are just so used to giving. It's really hard. You feel selfish. You feel weird doing things for yourself. Maybe that is your first step towards habit stacking. Every time you're doing something for others or for your business or for your profitability, you attach a little tiny something, whether it's a checkbox yeah. or a five minutes or something for yourself. And I think yeah. that's like, that's a really important. good place to start. Yeah, it's important. Well, Carly, remind everyone what's the best way for them to reach you um, and get more information about the coaching that you do. So I have, you can follow me on Instagram at Country Bombshell, and I have all of my links to all of my coaching, my lectures, everything in the link in my bio, or you can go to glwnutrition.com. All of that information is up there as well, as well as my email address. You can contact me there. Um, But I do one-on-one coaching for nutrition and fitness for clients all over the country, I also do guest lectures and workshops for community groups and corporate wellness as well. So anywhere in the country, um, I tailor everything to what you need. You just tell me and we can work something out. That is awesome. I really appreciate you, Carly, for coming back, joining us on Might in Motion. I love habit stacking um, and uh, Atomic Habits. Agreed. A great book. Great book I read last year as well. So uh, highly recommend it for anybody out there. Check it out. Uh, and reach out to Carly if you need that extra push, if you need somebody that will just smack the food out of your hand or, or like tell you to put the phone down and pick up a book. 
uh, I know that that she could definitely help with that as well. So thank you again, Carly, for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.